So this fam like the ghost, and we're talking about our latest expansive sound experiments. Peg talks up Mo D fam, drummer from another mother and mother 32 integration with the song, the other side of the do. So we've um, been a big devotee of analog synthesizers and generally hardware recording. We've been um, a big uh, proponent of not using a digital audio workstation or a DAW. Our primary recording tool is the Zoom R24 digital recorder, the hardware recorder. Allows you to take quarter inch lines in from your instruments. In addition, in order to capture some of our other digital sense, we have an MX1 performance mixer from Roland, which allows us to take in USB audio and then also take in eighth of an inch audio lines. Um, so what we've got with these two hardware tools, the Zoom and the MX1, the ability to capture in real time in a GM band style fashion, uh, live recordings that are actually studio recordings in our bedroom studio. We've been very interested in what we can do with our Moog. And so we've been playing uh, with the Moog drummer from another mother and the Mother 32. In this particular song, the other side of the do, we've got um, the VCA going into a um, Mini Brute 2S with the 6U Rack Brute Eurorack solution. We've got our tempo coming out of the Mother 32 going into the out of a Mini Brute 2S and using that to bring in that signal into, uh, well, we take a signal out of the, the, mother, of the Mini Brute and bring it into the tempo, which allows us to get a, a different tempo than what we'd normally get out of the, the Mother 32. In addition, we've got the sign CV of the Mother 32 going into the velocity in of the DFAM. What this allows us to do is when we play with the cutoff on the Mother 32 and we play with the cutoff on the, the Moog DFAM and the FM amount and other controls, we're able to significantly change uh, the, the, the rhythmic uh, nature of the song. So we, sometimes we get this interesting melody that's actually uh, coming out of the DFAM, coming out of the um, Mini Brute 2S, and it's driving um, the melody on the Mother 32. This is especially, you can see this or hear this in the other side of the do, where near the end of the song, you can hear this kind of these, these analog melodies coming in and out. Um, and it's very, it's very interesting to, to use these sense in this way because you're like a sonic painter and all the controls on the, the analog sense are are like using um, strings on a guitar or the keys on a piano. These analog sense, all their inputs, all the dials and sliders can be used musically. And so once you learn how these synthesizers work, the control surfaces allow you to do what you see with DJs when they're scratching or hitting all the buttons on their DJ rigs. Modular sense offer even more capability. And so I've been a big proponent, as I said, of, of hardware recording or what we call expansive sound. Now, expansive sound is the merging of multiple genres. I am uh, really a, a big rock fan, uh, like bands like The Who, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, 
Jim Morrison and the Doors, but also progressive rock. You know, bands like Pink Floyd, bands like Yes, Genesis, uh, Tangerine Dream, and then jazz artists like Sun Ra, Miles Davis, John and, uh, Coltrane. Uh, so this allows me to take in multiple genres into my uh, my my whole playbook or my references or people that I've, I've been influenced by. And so I started as a musician, as a clarinet player. So I try to bring a lot of wind or horn <clears throat> type of intonation into my sound. And sometimes you can hear, uh, you know, sacks like uh, uh, breathing uh, in my synthesizers. I try to bring that into uh, my tape capabilities, like doing trills, uh, doing uh, horn-like flourishes in my music, which I think gives me a different sound than other people. It, I also try to bring like a, a, a synthesized guitar. I am a frustrated guitar player, never could really get it to it, but I'm a keyboardist, so I've tried to uh, take my love of guitar, take my love of you know bands like The Clash and The Who and bring this really guttural punk aesthetic into electronic music. So a lot of times when people talk about electronic music today, they think of just EDM and DJs on CDDs jumping up and down and people just grooving to beats. I am more of a progressive, as I said, the kind of Pink Floyd tradition, the Parliament Funkadelic type of tradition of, of doing music that is, you know, not short songs. Not Most of my songs go over two minutes. Most of them are like near the 10 minute mode. Um, if you can see here, a lot of these songs hit like nine minutes. The shortest one is five minutes. Uh, we like to do uh, what I heard as a young child, is you know, listening to the Beatles and Pink Floyd, you know, concepts, um, song ideas that tell stories. Oh, uh, also in terms of, of my sound, uh, I use vocoders to create characters. And one of the things people might understand about the ghost is like. The lead singer is Josephine Electric, who is me, but she is a feminine character, a female character that I've created using Roland's Voicoder technology. At first, we used uh, the Roland um, JDXI and the Voicoder built into that system. We started doing that because that was the first synthesizer we ever had that had a microphone. <clears throat> the first albums we ever did, uh, something wicked, Indigo Menace and um, Synesthesia Sweet Neo Soul Surrender all used the JDXI with its onboard microphone. We later moved up to a Sennheiser, Sennheiser um, microphone, and now we're using a Studio Electronics microphone with a VT4 or VT3 vocal transformer, which are really awesome vocoders. Now, now Moog has come out with a $5,000 vocoder that is really um, a 16 channel. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's a 1970s beast. It's been reissued. And that's one thing we love about Moog is their, their reissues of these type of um, instruments, which we find very valuable in an age where everybody just uses an Apple computer and, uh, and um, plugins. So in our stable of modes, we've got the grandmother, which has a real spring reverb. It's got the CP3 mixer. It's like a classic modular mixer. It's got, uh, you know, oscillators from the mini Moog. 
and the ability to to do a lot of interesting synthesis. It's got a sample and hold circuit similar to the ARP 2600 and sample and hold type of sounds. You can hear that that type of random voltage on a song like uh, um, Who Are You by The Who or a Relay by The Who. Uh, and uh, that, that type of sound is something that, you know, and ARPs or MOGs are really synonymous with. And it's cool that MOG has brought that sample hold circuit into their stable. The latest MOG that we're very interested in is the Subharmonicon, which is a semi-modular synth in the in the Mother tradition. It's similar to the Mother 32 and the DFAM. It's the third in that line. Uh, it has the ability to do subharmonic processing of, of tones, and, and it does time... Um, time intervals in subharmonic fashion, uh, which goes back to a bunch of um, um, older synths in, in history. And we've talked about that before. Uh, and it was something that they had in their workshop at Moogfest about three years ago, and now they finally released it. And it is, um, is, a, is a very interesting synthesizer. It's one of the cool things about Moogs is, you know, the, the DFAM has an eight-step sequencer that's not MIDI. It's totally analog. You would say, well, you know, most drum machines have 16 steps, 32 or 64. <clears throat> we have a BeatStep Pro that can do 64. So you say, why would you want something that only does eight steps? And the Subharmonicon has only has four, two four-step sequencers. And you say, well, that four steps, how could I use that? It's the interesting thing with the, with the ability to do um, the subharmonic or the um, the subharmonic scale and, and the, all the, the interval um, capabilities of, of doing these different uh, subharmonic scales at this like lower um, level of um, sequencing in terms of only having four steps and maybe only having two sequences that they can do four steps is the idea of how the speed of these steps and how you can have them kind of trigger each other, run at different alternating speeds and through the controlled voltage patch base, you can take something that may appear to only have eight steps or four steps and actually elongate it or randomize it so it actually is a lot longer or more complicated than you would have thought. And so it allows you to do very interesting um, uh, time shifting and time alteration that it's not normal uh, types of music. It gives your Capabilities in a world where everybody's just looking at the BPM and Pro Tools and trying to make sure everything's in the same key and everything. Taking machines like the Harmonicon or the DFAM or the Mother 32 or the Grandmother uh, allows you to bring random uh, expression and more personalized sound design that not everybody's going to have. Because when you go and create these patches on these analog synths, they are point in time, they're very expressive. It's more like an acoustic instrument and in that it's kind of what you feel at the moment. And if you're a musician that really enjoys being able to do something in the moment, where your head's at, where your musical uh, you know, uh, ideas are at point in time, and you like that, that feeling that you can do that and it's not going to sound like anybody else, then, then th that type of technology, the analog te technology is for you. If you're somebody that's got to be able to replicate something exactly every day, maybe you want to use a Kai Force or an MPC 
or Novation uh, or, or a CDJ because you got to replicate your sound exactly. And that, there are places in music where you need to do that. The way I do it in my hardware workflow is if I want to have something done exactly as I did it, I use my Zoom R24, which is a 24-track recorder, and then I have 24 tracks. And when I go to play live, I mute and unmute tracks. And unlike a computer, the Zoom R24 is dead reliable. It's not based on a CPU. And it can replicate my track exactly as I wrote it. And then I can play with it. Now, it's not a computer per se, but it's like having a tape machine that you play with. Um, and then if I route it into my MX1 performance mixer, I can actually take that signal path and then I could introduce it into an effect like a digital delay or a roller, which actually means I can actually put in breaks like a DJ that takes a, a record and does a cut. They can do that kind of stop. I can do that kind of stop even though I'm running the tape, a digital tape. I find, and I've performed in New York and Boston using this technique. On top of that, I have a sequencer in the BeatStep Pro from Arturia. Now, the Arturia BeatStep Pro is a really cool sequencer because it's a live performance sequencer. You can have multiple instruments tied into it. We have a JDXI uh, analog hybrid digital synth tied into it on sequencer number two. We've got um, a drum, the drum machine part of the JDXI tied into it. So it can run synthesizer lines and drum lines up to 64 steps chain patterned. And I can alter that chain pattern in real time as I play, which means I can introduce new beats live and I can change projects live. I, and load time is instantaneous. So unlike a, an Akai Force, um, I don't have a, a, a long load time. I can jump right into another project right away. Um, and so I can merge projects together like a DJ, uh, but I have more control over what's going on because then I can go into the synthesizers that it's actually running the sequences from and change them uh, in real time by playing with the filters and the cutoff and the envelopes and all those things. Bottom line is it gives me a lot of control over the musicality of my hardware synths. And it's not limited to just some kind of computer screen. I have physical knobs, dials, and sliders that I can use in a musical way. And if you've ever seen my Instagram videos, you can see that that's what I do as a musician. And you can see a Eurorack experimental uh, musicians, musicians that use hardware sense, you know, keyboardist um, synthesizers, and the tradition of like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and Tangerine Dream, Bernie Worrell. That's what we do. We, we play our sense. We don't just run them off a of CDJ. And not that, that that's not interesting. We have looked into uh, grid-based systems. We've looked at the new um, uh, uh, groove boxes like the MC-101 and 707s from Roland, uh, the Kai Force. The only problem we've had, you know, looking at the Kai Force is the, is the project loading time and the fact that it doesn't really have a song mode. The MC-707 looks like a better choice for us just because it seems to be able to have that kind of instantaneous load. And the other choice we're looking at really heavily is the Kai, not the Kai, but the um, BeatStep Keystep Pro, which has a couple of cool features. It's got it's a sequencer with a full keyboard, many keys, but it has the ability to, to sequence like everything. You can run USB, CV, MIDI, 
it can run three synthesizers or many controlled instruments at once, plus a drum machine. Right now, we've got the BeatStep Pro. It can run two uh, synthesizers and a drum machine. So be able to do three and a drum machine is, is a bigger. And, and the, the, the sequences are polyphonic. And you can save scenes. And you can save projects. And it has that instantaneous loading. So in terms of performance, if you're somebody who's using modular gear or analog gear, the KeyStep Pro gives you another MIDI keyboard to control things live because you can mute and unmute kind of what we're doing already with our Zoom. So in terms of performance, we can have projects loaded on our KeyStep Pro, just like the BeatStep Pro. Be able to merge projects or change them around however we feel. Uh, we can take a song exactly as we wrote it on our Zoom and maybe unmute the bass and play the bass line live or unmute the lead and play the lead live, unmute the guitar, play the guitar live. We could even have the vocals uh, as they were originally done and then sing backing vocals over the main vocals so the song structure is exactly the same, but maybe play the lead synth line live. So that gives us a lot of capability in terms of how we do what we call expansive sound. So we just wanted to kind of talk up that. And the music here kind of is an example of this, this process. So if you're interested, again, in um, working with us and you like our sound and you want to have this sound added to your project, give us a ring on Anchor FM. Uh, leave a voice memo with your Instagram username. Um, you can contact us directly on Instagram at expansive underscore sound underscore experiments, expansive underscore sound underscore experiments. You can send us an email at famelectricghost at gmail.com. That's famelectricghost at gmail.com. And if you like what we're doing and you want to schedule an interview and you're a band or a creative or a company that wants to do influence marketing, contact us again at those those um, places with your username from Instagram, and we'll talk about setting something up for you. We can do segments on our podcast, or we can actually do a full interview on our podcast. We can do influence marketing for you. So again, from the just the other standpoint, we do have PayPal B links here, so you can contribute to the ghost, and you can subscribe to the podcast and support the podcast at 99 cents, uh, $4.99 or $9.99 a month. You can decide to stop whenever you want, and uh, we'd appreciate it if you'd help us out. We do have sponsors, but in this COVID crisis, it would be helpful if we had some support in that way. So thank you very much for listening. This is Family Like the Ghost signing off.
about a girl in a car. Just another last night. Oh, you're young, busting night. 
Oh, 